gorgeous? Does that funk have you feeling stuck? Have you questioning your purpose or even yet having you asking if your best years are behind you? Girl, you have zero obligation to stay in that funk. This podcast is for women who want to get the funk out of here, who want to play bigger, ask for more, and step out of mediocrity. Imagine a life filled with lots of energy, excitement, and filled with funk instead of that funk. This is the Unfunk Your Mind podcast. I'm your host, Crystal. Let's go. Hey, wonderful girlfriends. It's so great to be back with you. And if you're listening for the first time, check out my website at unfunkyourmind.com. Grab yourself some free journals. These journal prompts will get your mind moving again. But meanwhile, let's get pumped up to crush the week, shall we? So this past week, I had a situation in my kitchen. While I was walking to my kitchen pantry, I caught a whiff of this rotten smell. It was faint, but I could smell it. But it didn't stop me from going to my pantry and getting what I needed. I actually forgot about it once I got what I needed. Then came the next day. So you know where this is going, right? I went in the kitchen and yep, the smell had gotten much worse, much, much worse. Immediately, I go to the trash can and grab the trash to take it outside. Then I replace the bags, open the doors to the outside, I cut on the ceiling fan, and I wait for the smell to leave the house. After about 30 minutes or so, I could still smell it. So now I'm wondering if the smell is just stuck in my nose or if the smell is still coming from something in the kitchen. My husband came down and he confirmed that it was not just in my nose, that the smell was still there. Okay, now I'm on the hunt for the smell. Yet nothing sticks out to me, so I decide to wipe down the countertops. Maybe the smell is coming from something on the counter that I can't see. So after I wipe down the countertop, I still smell it. But now the smell is combined with the cleaning liquid I just used. So now I'm on the hunt again. Wait a minute, there's a sponge sitting in the sink amongst all the dirty dishes. Truth is, I don't even use that sponge. I use another tool that goes right in the dishwasher after I'm done using it. So I don't really know why it's sitting in the sink other than just sitting there soaking up dirty water. And of course, I put my nose right down to that sponge so I could take a big smell. Gross. And I don't know about you, but my first instinct is to take a big smell of something even when I know it's going to stink. It's like when your little kids ask if their feet stink and you go straight to their foot and take a big whiff. Or when you have a baby and you're trying to figure out if they poop their diaper, you bend down to their butts and take a big whiff. Yuck, why do we do that? Yes, I inhaled the smell of the sponge. And while the sponge did not have a pleasant smell, it was actually not the source of this terrible odor I was smelling. Nevertheless, I still picked up the sponge to get rid of it. However, I had to squeeze all of the water out of it first before I threw it away. Who knows what was in that water? In the trash it went. Then I realized I needed to check the recycling bin in the kitchen. Usually this bin is just full of containers, milk cartons, and things to get recycled. But as I dug through it, I found the culprit. Someone had thrown the butcher block paper that they wrapped the fish in at the grocery store. They had thrown that in the recycle bin. And just to be clear, that person was me. Ah, anyways, what a relief. There was an easy solution here. I just had to take it outside and clean the bin. Mystery solved. Or was it? There was still a smell. Now this smell was different but familiar. Oh, it was the smell of the sponge on my hands. 
In that instance, I realized I had forgotten to wash my hands. I know, so gross. And I remember seeing this episode on Dateline a long, long time ago where they went into random people's houses and took their dish sponge. After a few tests on the random sponges, the researchers shared that these sponges were full of bacteria and even went as far to say that they were dirtier than the inside of a toilet. And I had this thing just hanging out in my sink. And yuck, now it was on my hands. Goodbye, sponge. Time to wash my hands. We can be a lot like that sponge, right? All funked up, sitting in dirty dishwashers, soaking up stuff that just crosses your path or fills your sink because it's just there. But unlike that sponge, you don't have to sit there and soak in that dirty dishwasher. You don't have to sit there until you start stinking. Or you don't have to sit there waiting to dry out so you can just rot later. No, you can choose and you can scrub. Or put in better terms, you can choose what you soak in and you can choose to take action on it. And don't soak too long because the water eventually changes. The simple answer to getting unfunked is always just to act. And when you act, you eventually start to form habit. Now, the simple answer is to act, yes. But they have to be the right actions or better actions or you end up with lots of habits that don't really serve you. That's really where the challenge comes in, right? What is the right action? What is the better action? This is when those little funkers start to come out, like overthinking, doubt, that leaves you stuck and on your same path, doing the same action, thus getting the same results. What is the right action that will get you to the next level? Instead of staying stuck or all funked up, let me give you some action that works for everyone. And it's a perfect time of year to give out this secret because our hearts are already warm and we're in the spirit of the holidays. Play off this holiday energy and create some momentum for yourself. And hey, let's make it easy. In the quest for consistent action, the secret lies in simplicity. The easier the action, the more likely you are to embrace it wholeheartedly. Think of it like phone calls versus texting. Phone calls used to be the method to communicate with someone And now most of us prefer texting because it seems easier than calling. You can text when you have a minute. You can text quietly in a meeting or without disturbing those around you. And the other person can respond whenever they are free. It's easier than playing phone tag and returning voicemails. Data shows that it's so much easier that 81% of Americans actually text regularly. And only 16% of Americans prefer to contact a business via phone call. Actions become effortless when they become easy. Much like a sponge absorbs the water, these actions become habits that effortlessly weave into your routine. The key is that you soak up the meaningful and you discard the unnecessary. And as we dive into December, let this month mark the beginning of heart actions. Effortless yet impactful habits that pave the way for unimaginable outcomes. These hard habits are the right actions, free from the burden of overthinking or doubt or any of those other little funkers. Embrace the ease and let your heart guide you toward a month filled with transformative actions and positive outcomes. In using James Clear approach from the book Atomic Habits, identify a cue that will trigger your heart habit. For instance, every time you see a homeless person on the street, you will offer them a bottle of water. The homeless person in this case would be your cue to trigger your heart habit of giving the bottle of water. Or every time your spouse holds your hand, you say I love you. Holding your hand is the cue 
that would trigger you or your heart habit to say I love you. That is super easy, right? Embracing heart habits doesn't have to put a dent in your wallet. But speaking from experience, the gains will be immeasurable. Here are a few heart habits to work from. You can identify a cue that works for you. Feel free to transform these heart habits to make them yours or make it easier for you so that you consistently do it through the month of December. Share your heart. And what I mean by that is share your heart with others around you. Maybe it's texting a different friend each week to share why they're special to you or just tell them a silly joke. You can make your cue a calendar reminder in your phone every Monday, 8 a.m. Or you know those times you're so busy and you just have your head down trying to get things done? Maybe this season, to acknowledge that share your heart habit, pick your head up as you walk through the parking lots. Make eye contact with the people that pass you and give them a smile. The cue to picking your head up is walking in the parking lot, while the cue to smile is the people you pass. Easy, right? You got this. Another heart habit, open your heart to new opportunities. We get in a funk because we're comfortable in sameness. Sitting in the same water, but eventually the water turns dirty. Again, it doesn't have to be extravagant. Recently, I opened my heart to pickleball. I gave this new opportunity a try and it has allowed me to meet some new people. It is a free event in my community, yet I've already been invited to a future game by a new friend. My cue is Tuesday nights. There is a beginner session every Tuesday night. Does opening your heart to a new opportunity sound like a heart habit that would work for you? Remember, it has to be easy, and it doesn't hurt to make it fun, too. Or there's spill your heart, which is another heart habit. Spill your heart to a sibling, for instance. Or another way of describing this one is speak your heart. Or wring the water out of your sponge because the water is weighing you down. Maybe you have a loved one that you're concerned about, or you just have a general concern for them. Spill your heart in a gentle way and offer to help them to get the help they need. It could be you driving them to an appointment. You make the appointment. Or just simply send them the information of a person that can help. Consistently check in with them just to let them know they are loved and that you see them. I have to keep stressing to make the hard habit easy because consistency is key. And making it easy keeps us consistent. Another heart habit, etch your heart with good deeds. That's one of my favorite heart habits. Tis the season of giving and what a better time to adopt the etch your heart habit. Put a quarter in the red bucket every time you walk by one. And easy enough, your cue is that little red bucket in the ringing bell. Leave a note of praise on your co-worker's desk every Friday morning. Let Friday morning be your cue. Clean out one of your closets each week and donate your gently worn clothes. Or even clean out your pantry and donate the things that are getting ready to expire or that you know you won't use before it expires. Designate a day of the week and let that be your cue to go clean out those closets and the pantry. Make room in your heart for new people is another heart habit. I love this one too. Make room in your heart for new people. Let the cue for this one be when you see someone sitting by themselves at a coffee shop. You ask if you can sit with them. Or you go to one of your kids' sports games or their practice and you just ask different moms if they want to join you or if you can join them. Or just talk to new people during your lunch break at work. In this instance, you can let the cue be your lunch break. And you take action by sitting with a different group or with a different person each time. The last heart habit that I will mention, and there can be many more, but this list is just to get you started, is the fill your heart habit. 
Fill your heart with faith. Fill your heart with love. Fill your heart with joy. Fill your heart with patience. Just fill your heart so that it eventually radiates onto others. Let's say every day at 8 a.m. you print out a picture of a loved one or one of your favorite activities. At the end of the month, construct a scrapbook with all those printouts. Then you can share it with your girlfriends when you're done. Or connect with your faith 20 minutes every day through writing, reading, or listening. Fill your heart. Habit can be a multitude of things, but just make it easy. And it has to fill your heart with the intention that your full heart will radiate and overflow onto others. Creating a heart habit doesn't require a lot of thinking. It requires a lot of small and tiny actions. And the key that all those little actions don't feel like work. They don't feel like something you add to your task list. With the right cue, they can actually become mindless habits, mindless heart habits that are easy to execute and they pack a lot of impact. It's no difference when you hold the door for someone. That's a hard habit. And guess what? You're in action and making a difference not only for your outcomes, but for the outcomes of others. I encourage you to stack these heart habits too. Pick one heart habit. Once it becomes a mindless habit, add another one until both become mindless habits. Then you can keep doing this and you can use these compounded habits as momentum into other habits you want to create towards becoming the woman you want to be. You've heard of failing forward when you make mistakes that you learn from and you grow. Well, these heart habits, they're fuel. They will fuel your way forward. They almost always never fail to lift you out of a funk. It's an act that helps you get unfunked and consistently doing them will keep you unfunked. Yeah, girl. In the ebb and flow of life, it's easy to lose sight of progress and find ourselves stuck in a stagnant state. Instead of soaking in that yucky sink water, embrace the call to action from your very own heart. In this December episode, let's make it a season of adopting heart habits. My hope is that almost effortlessly, you weave these heart habits into your essence, allowing your actions to magnify the beating of your heart. Ladies, it's time to jump out of that funk and let these habits unfold and light our path in others. All right, ladies, let's go. My mom is not a doctor and not a psychologist. She loves to do things from her heart. This podcast is for motivational purposes only. Before you go, Superwoman, I'd love it if you took a little action for me. Like subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. Also, share the episode with a friend. And as a thank you, hit up my website, unfunkyourmind.com. That's right, unfunkyourmind.com to grab free journal prompts. Okay, ladies, now is the time to go unfunk your mind. Play bigger and ask for more. Open the door to possibility and cancel playing small. So get up and go.